Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, welcome back to the Talk RC YouTube channel. If you are listening on another um, podcast platform, um, welcome back to there, even though this is the first or a very warm welcome if you are new. Um, this is a podcast I'm hopefully going to successfully run. Um, I'm going to be doing it with my friend Kieran, as you can see on screen now, if you're watching via screen. Um, he's going to be on most of these podcasts. It's just a podcast where we get guests. We've got a guest on later today. Um, and now let's just get into it. Kieran, how's lockdown been for you, mate? Been good, you know. Finished school now, left school, so we don't go back till September now, so we've got quite a long break. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Obviously, that's if uh, schools do reopen by then, hopefully they do. Yeah, hopefully schools reopen if we can try and get out of this pandemic, which I'm not too sure if what's going on. A lot of people, it's very controversial at the minute, people saying schools f shouldn't be opening now. We're using children as guinea pigs and some people saying they need to go back for their education. But I'm just, I, I don't really have an opinion of it. Um, not, head, it. Yeah, obviously you've got your lockdown haircut there. I've let mine yeah. grow and I've gone for the uh, curtains, just I think is a, the neatest way I can look at the moment. I've booked my appointment at the hairdressers for when they're safe to open. But we're not here to talk about politics, we're here to talk about football. So Kieran, yeah. I'm going I'm to come to you with a headline and just tell me your first initial thoughts of this. The government want players and staff to be tested three times per week, um, meaning clubs could be um, forced to pay as much as thirty million. Thir no, not thirty million. Thirty thousand pounds weekly in order for safe return to football. Thirty thousand. That's not realistic. I don't think for Rochdale that's very realistic. No, we... for yeah, I agree. For for a small club like Rochdale, no. For a small club like Rochdale. Um, I have seen recently that, the, that Rochdale Council have donated some money to Rochdale. Yeah, which is um, a good thing, yeah. Good thing. I have spoke to somebody who I know who actually works at Rochdale Council and they've said that they've got loads of tests um, that they're not even using, so why don't they just donate them to Rochdale, but he doesn't have the power to do that. Yeah. Um, um, go on, carry on. Um, I think £30,000, that is not Rochdale. With us not playing, a lot of Rochdale's revenue comes from fans. The yeah, fans are what meet the club portion, open. Yeah. yeah, so if that's food, club shop, season tickets, match day, we can't do any of that because of this pandemic. So I think that's not realistic for Rochdale. No, uh, and, and for any for any small club, um, like old, um, even some championship, the smaller championship teams that um, keep themselves up there by the skin of the teeth, they're going to struggle as well. And um, I don't know uh, where I was reading this, but I read an article to say that something like 20% of EFL clubs could go under, including a few championship clubs, which is obviously sad to see. We've already seen one too many go this season in Bury. And I think, I think um, as, as much as I can gather from um, information off the internet and everything, I think Rochdale will are going to come out of this probably one of the best teams, I think, because I think what Rochdale do with the money and how Rochdale spent the money in the past is um, safe for a moment like this. Because I've got friends who support other clubs and they're, they're laughing at me saying, oh, your club don't spend money, the Tim Park, the small. 
Uh, but now looking at it, I've got I've had Bury fans say that to me before. I now look at them. They've 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 done good achievements in the past, and then you've fallen like this. Oldham fans have said that to me before. Um, Blackpool fans have said that to me before. You know, they they're the ones who are going to have more impact on this than Rochdale, I think, in the long run, because I think Rochdale's money is kept well. It shows since um, Dave Bottomley's come in, as he said at the fans forum, they've cut um, hotel for players down to, to try and save money the best we can. So I think him doing that and saving money has actually helped the club in the long run. It may have not helped in the short run, but in the long run, I think that's it made a great decision and it's helped us today during this pandemic. Yeah, especially especially for small clubs like Rochester when you're only getting 3,000, maybe 4,000 on a good day through the door. And most of your money is coming from um, fan revenue. Every little helps, surely. Um, even even cutting down the, um, the amount of money you spend on tomato ketchup for the um, hospitality, every little helps for a small club yeah. like Rochdale. And um, let's um, carry on talking about this. Um, do you think the season's going to come back for Rochdale behind closed doors? Um, if I'm completely honest, I'm not sure, Noah. It's what the majority of the clubs vote. I think if it, was, if it was up to me, I'd say for the safety of the players, as much as I want football back and I'd love to sit and watch football, for the safety of the players... I'd say do on a points per game basis and yeah. start again when it's safe to. Well, the Premier League and the Championship are coming back, um, which I know of so far from Premier League. But the German football's being back. Have you um, watched any German football? Uh, I haven't, unfortunately. I did watch the highlights this morning of uh, Borussia Dortmund, 6-1 win. Yeah. <clears throat> but apart from that, I've not really watched much German football. Well, I, well, I watched a bit and I streamed a bit, but... Um, German football is not something I'd watch generally, but I thought I'd watch it since it's nothing. And without fans, it it doesn't seem right because there's no noise there. You can just hear the players go oh, on all this and that. Um, but what my auntie said was, she said, "How about having something like a Zoom call or a microphone attached to the people, the fans at home, and then have that come out the speaker so it sounds like there's someone there?" Because who was it? Was it Brunch and Gladbach who had the... I know um, one team has done it with fans. Yeah, one, team, one team's got the cutouts, the cardboard cutouts of play of fans. So if you had that with a microphone or a speaker connected to it, and you could have your microphone, that could be um, another thing. You could I've have seen just, one club, one club actually has done um, where each individual fan is on like a Zoom call and they're sat in the ground on Zoom watching it like that. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, I think it was Munich, uh, Dortmund, one of one of the two big teams in Germany. I've seen that. Um, but obviously, the Premier League is going to come back, so I think I'm going to enjoy that more. Obviously, I know more about the Premier League, and um, obviously, um, Liverpool are going to win the league, which, um, as much as people don't want to see it, I'm not bothered. Uh, I'm partial to the Premier League, really. I think uh, Liverpool do deserve it after the massive... Um, success they've had this season and I'm actually glad to get in it back um, and you, I'm going to enjoy the Premier League obviously that's going to be um, some games are going to be free for that so obviously most more people will be watching then and so you're going to watch that then Kieran? Um, I am 
I've always, I'm glad the Premier League's back because it, we've got some English football back now and we can sit and watch that. Sit and watch that. I think they're saying there's, they're streaming loads of games for free and everything. The only thing I'm not happy about is I don't think it's fair on like fans to say that like the Liverpool, the game Liverpool could win the league at, the game that they're going to play it in an impartial ground so they don't get fans um, congregating outside. You no matter what, you will always have a fan fans that will congregate outside. Yeah, but the majority of fans will stay home if you tell them to. Yeah, I think I think that's what's best for Liverpool at the moment. Um, obviously, um, soon as it is safe to go out, they can have the parade then. But it don't seem like they're going to have much time to enjoy um, being the champions because it's going to be season finish. Three, four weeks, and then the season's back. Yeah, it's going to be over for them in a flash, which a lot of people will be happy to hear. But I'm, I think they deserve it after the season they've had, and um, I'm glad the Premier League is back because it's something I, I am interested in, and I, I watch when football is there, or my German football. I just don't know enough about German football the way that it's played, or are the players really only know the the main players out of there, and there's only really two teams competing in that. League now, where the Premier League there's Liverpool who've run away with it, but there's still Sheffield United, Man United, um, Leicester, Arsenal, all playing for Champions League spots, and there's a couple more Tottenham in there. So, um, I don't know, it's more excitement, I think. Yeah, I agree. I do dip my nose into the Championship, so I'll be looking at that, obviously. I dip my nose in to see who's coming down, feeding into Rochdale's league, look at a bit of there. Or if Rochdale, like a couple of seasons ago, um, Rochdale were in the um, playoff positions for a while, so I watched a bit more then. Um, but um, obviously, my main one is League One, obviously, being a Rochdale fan. I think, um, what was I going to What am I going to say? I, I think, obviously, um, safety is more important than going to the football. Selfishly thinking, yes, I want it back tomorrow, but safely thinking, it probably like you said, for safety, not just of players as well, of the staff, that's the coaching staff, the backroom staff, the people, the board, the um, admin team and everything who've got to go and everything. It's just better for the safety. Well, especially now for Rochdale, now that Brian Barry Murphy's girlfriend's expecting a baby, so he'll want to be more safe. So he's yeah. bringing Silas back to the baby and it hurting the baby. That's like, um, who was it? Something like, was it Troy Dini who said he didn't want to train because he's got a, a young child at home? And obviously, if a young child does catch the virus, it is obviously yeah. a lot more um, high risk of the, the young, young baby dying because obviously they've not built up the immune system yet which is sad to see and obviously older people are losing their immune system so it goes from extreme to extreme and yeah obviously it's safety comes first I'd rather I'd rather wait three months to get football back and or three years even for football to come back 3,000 people die than football come back tomorrow and 20,000 people die. Well now we're on I think yesterday's total was 113 have died, so it's coming down yeah. slowly but slowly. So if we keep if we keep persevering, I think we'll have football back soon. Yeah, we just gotta we just gotta stick to our best. Obviously, I'm I'm really not enjoying lockdown. It's just 
sparring and isolate just obviously the one thing that feeds me through the week is football and I've not got that. I've just got old games to put back on. Um but yeah, um like like now with this pandemic there's been a lot of negative negativity and um I'm not gonna put out uh, another negative tweet from from today till the end of lockdown. I'm not putting out another negative tweet on my Twitter which is um Noah RFC if you'd like to follow over there. Um, and um, we're now going to be joined by our guest um, for for today's guest, and we'll try to get a guest most weeks. Um, I don't think I could get a guest every week, um, but we'll try to get one most weeks. Um, and um, here's our guest. Hello, David. Thanks for joining us today in such a difficult period for the whole nation. Um, we're just going to ask you a couple of questions today uh, about the current situation at Rochdale. Question number one is, I've heard you on the radio and the TV talking about the plans of keeping the club open. Uh, just for clarification, please could you um, reiterate these points? With regard to keeping the club going, you mean? Yes. Well, it's the intention of uh, obviously myself and the board of directors of the football club to keep Rochdale Football Club uh, alive and well and going through a very difficult time in our history when um, we have bills to pay every month, including um, players. We, we've obviously furloughed, uh, all the players are furloughed and so the vast majority of the staff, but that's only a small contribution from the government towards uh, our costs. So we're trying to keep the club going at a time when um, we're getting little or no income coming in and a very, you know, very unusual at this time of year because this time of year we'd normally have season ticket sales, etc. So we're doing a very good job at the moment in, in keeping the club going potentially well into 2021 before we can perhaps play football in front of crowds again. Yeah, um, and um, if, you, if you're willing to say this, could you tell us what the club will be voting regarding the voting on the season? Well, we, we've been clear from the very start, um, going back to the, the, almost the middle of March when League One started to get together. And we've been clear from that, the very start that we wanted the season to be ended then. And that we be we believe the fairest way to end it is on a points per game basis. Yeah, that would be um, fair enough, and um, it would be not bad for Rochdale. Obviously, would be safe. Um, do you know when we're going to get any information about the uh, players retains list? Uh, who's staying and who's going? Well, that all depends on, um, of course, the season being voted as over, because even the players who are currently out of contract effectively are paid to the end of July. So I, I can't answer that question until we get a definite date of when of, of telling us the season has actually officially been ended. Yeah, and speaking of the players, have you been in contact and how are they? Um, well, all the players are furloughed, so technically we're not allowed to have any contact with them because um, if you're furloughed, it means you can't work. And so Rochdale being a club that does things to the letter of the law, um, is is doing that, but uh, I, I know that most of them. Are, I, I know that all of them are okay, safe and well, and their families are well, uh, because we have ways of finding that out, and so we we, we have done that, and um, you know we just hope all of them are keeping safe, fit, and, and well at this time. Yeah, um, is there any decision on the 2019-20 season tickets? Uh, I know my household would um, be accept wouldn't be accepting a refund. We'd be happy to donate the rest of it to the club. Is there any? Hey, man, Noah. Yeah. 
Well, both of you to say that, that's very good, actually. We're looking at a number of um, schemes at this moment in time. Um, we do, we do realise that we have an amazing bunch of um, fans at this club, or group of fans, great supporters, and particularly season ticket holders. Um, but we don't want to abuse that. Um, we're very conscious that whatever we do, we'd like to compensate season ticket holders in some format, whether that's going to be perhaps, um, you know, tickets um, to next year's games, if you buy a season ticket, etc. But we're, we're working on plans. And again, we're, we're really waiting for a definitive finish to the season so that we can actually announce a number of things that we want to do. But until we get that, which looks like it's going to be next Monday now, um, we, 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 can't, we, can't, we can't announce what we'd like to do. Um, speaking on season tickets, I know you say you can't decide what to do, but uh, to keep the cash flow going, could we put a deposit on 2021? Obviously, looking like we're not going to be there, but could we put a deposit and then possibly get the money back if the season is still played behind closed doors? Well, again, it's not that I, we, we haven't decided what to do. We have. We just can't announce it because one of the things, Noah, that you, you know, we, we'd love to do is we, we, we want to introduce a membership scheme as well next year. Uh, we're moving to a new ticketing system. We've already announced that. Um, we're going to have um, our turnstiles will be very different. There'll be no cash paying turnstiles. It'll all be done electronically like most clubs at our level. Um, so you'll have to have a ticket to get in the ground or a code off your mobile phone. Um, so it, it would really be a great advantage to season ticket holders. And we do want to have a membership scheme. Um, hopefully that will bring money in at a time when perhaps um, we're not selling season tickets. So genuinely, we'll get back to you very quickly, hopefully this time next week. Yeah, you remember seeing that at the uh, fans forum. And, and speaking of the fans, what, what can the fans do right now at this point to, to support the club the best they can? Um, to support the club the best they can, they could sign up a direct debit to join our lottery. The, the, the monies that are raised from our lottery go directly into our academy and youth setup. And I think everybody at Rochdale knows how important our academy is in producing players like Luke Matheson. And, you know, one of the reasons that the club is continuing to be alive and well is the fact that, you know, rightly or wrongly, um, in, in a lot of people, we, Luke left in January, but um, the monies we receive for Luke actually go a long way to ensuring the survival of this club. So that really underlines how important the academy is, is to Rochdale Football Club and this continuation of producing extremely good players who get into the team at a young age and then catch the eye of um, bigger clubs in, in higher divisions. Uh, so that's what we'd, we'd like everyone to do at this moment in time, if that's possible. Uh, join, the, join the lottery. Yeah, that's, that sounds reasonable. Um, and that's, that's all the questions. Is there anything you would like to ask us or promote? No, just um, to say to all of our amazing supporters out there, you know, um, we're, we've all missed football. It's unlikely that this season is going to restart, but hopefully we'll have a date very soon when the new season will start. And, uh, you know, like everybody, we hope we can get back to a situation where um, we can have people inside the ground very, very soon. I mean, ironically, we believe we can probably social distance inside the Crown Oil Arena better than most people can in a lot of grounds because if you take a average crowd, it only fills the ground to a third of the capacity. So we'd be very keen in trying to get football back behind closed doors, even if it meant a temporary hold on away supporters so that our fans could socially distance across 
a ground that holds 10,000, we could have maybe two and a half thousand in. So um, let's just keep all wishing that good things happen. Yeah. And to everybody, stay safe and um, keep, keep supporting the Dale. Thank you. Yeah, many thanks. Um, and I hope to see you at a football game as soon as safe. Yeah, please. And any time, you know, I'm very happy to talk to you, Noah, Kieran and, and all your followers. Thank you very much indeed. Thank Thanks. you, David. Thank you. Pleasure. Cheers, Bye. David. Bye. Bye. Ready. Um, right. right, so this week I've asked Kieran to go out, see if there's any transfer news with them um, surrounding Rochdale via um, Twitter pages, Instagram pages, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever platform, newspaper, whatever. Any, any, anything that we can expect from um, these very reliable sources? Um, I found three players, two of which are already who we've had at Rochdale already, two past loanees, but we'll start with the new one. So he's called Will Atkinson. Yeah. He, uh, he started his career in 2006 at Hull City. He was born on the 14th of October 1988, so he's, if, if I'm right, 32 at the moment. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's, got, he's got 300 appearances under his belt for clubs such as Southend, Bradford and Mansfield. And what I've heard is a good player and I think he'd be good for the club. Yeah, what position does he play in? Uh, I believe, if what I've been reading tight is it's a, a midfielder. Yeah, um, midfield's always a position you, you, you want to be stacked in because that's what connects, I think, connects to play. I, I think personally, so a lot of people say that's our most strong position, um, but I think it's a position where most most of the midfield players can maybe push into attack. Most of the well, apart from the defensive midfielders, but most of the midfielders can push into attack. What got to be versatile these days as a footballer, so it's always good to have them stacked because you can rotate. Um, and who are the other two who we previously had at the uh, Before we move on to that, I was just going to say then, um, if we look at our previous transfers with Matty Lund, bringing Matty Lund back, we said that we needed somebody who could feed the ball to Henderson. Yeah. And if you, if you look back at the Rotherham game, Hendo and Lund, they had a great partnership in that of passing. And that's yeah. where our goals came from, of yeah. them two. So I think we've got that. And our next one is somebody who's... But who's back is well, should be still at the club. Well, he shouldn't be now. Is Tyler Smith? Yeah, I think he's still at the club until obviously we know about where the yeah. season's going to go. Uh, with Tyler Smith, he started his career at Sheffield United in 2018. Yeah, he's still there now, but he's gone out to clubs on loan of Barrow. He went to Barrow in 2018. Um, he had 23 appearances for them, scoring 10 goals. Yep. Um, he went in 2019. He went to Doncaster for a short spell, where he had 14 appearances, two goals. Then in the second half of the 2019 season, he went to Bristol Rovers um, on loan, where he had 20 appearances, one goal. And in 2020 to current, he's been at Rochdale, where he's had four appearances and one goal. Yeah, um, I've not seen much of uh, Tyler, obviously. Sadly, he's been cut short. But from what I've seen, I, I've, I've had a good impact of him. What, what do you make of him, Keith? 
Um, well, when we saw him at the Shrewsbury game when he came on, I think it was a good game changer. Mm. Sadly, after the Shrewsbury game, he was involved in a car accident, I believe, and was out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Where we lost, where we lost him. Where we lost him from the team. So we had somebody to push up. But I think it'd be a great addition to the team. Yeah. Um, obviously, with Albie and Henderson being older, and Henderson is out of contract um, at the end of the season, or if the season does end, um, is out of contract, and maybe that's something the club are looking at. But if if we can't get him, and then we've got Albie, who's an older player, we need a, a young lad, and if he's, I don't think he's good enough to make appearances for um, Sheffield United if they want to get to champ. Um, not championship, Champions League football team, like where they are now. I don't think um, he's going to get many game times there. Not saying he's not a good player, but I just don't think he's going to get as much game time there because he's not got the experience. Um, but yeah, even bringing him back on loan for another season or two, well, I'd love mm. to have him permanently and have him under. Yeah. yeah. Who's the third uh, player? Finally. Uh, we had him last year, 2019, for a bit. Zach Clough on a permanent this time, though, I've read. Um, he was born on the 8th of March, 1995, so he's 25 at the minute. Uh, from 2013 to 2018, he was at Bolton, where he had 58 appearances, 21 goals. He then moved to Notts Forest in 2017, and he's still there now, where he's played 27 games with four goals. Uh, but then he went back to Bolton on loan in 2018 with nine appearances to one goal. In 2018-2019, he played for Rochdale where he had nine appearances, no goals apart. But I do believe he did score for Rochdale in a checker trade trophy match. Yeah, so um, obviously Wikipedia is a bit behind. <coughs> yeah, it, it did. Um, it was against Bury, wasn't it? Bury, yeah. Him yeah. and... I think it was him and Gilly that scored. Yeah, um, I do remember when he came on against Luton. Um, he came on with five minutes to go. The first touch he had outside the box, turned the player, and um, he shot, and then he just hit the post. So, um, from what I have seen, there is uh, a good player there who just needs to break into the team. Um, and I think he's, he's injury-prone from um, what I've seen. But get past that, I think... I think we could be having a good player. Um, we always said that. We've yeah. always said that it was it was a great player. Like speaking to the fans, yeah. they said he's not good enough for championship, but he's unreal for League One. Yeah. Well, what I'm going to ask you now, if he's injury prone, he, I think he's going to be one of them players who'd want a decent wage. Do you think the wage would be worth it though for a player who might sit out for a while? If this is the thing we don't know with a lot of players, if when we're bringing them, if we say to him it was very injury prone, I don't know if he can do this, but is there a chance that they can, if he's injured for a certain amount of time, they can cut his wage a bit to help the club, if he can put a clause like that in his contract or something. Yeah. Um, but we've got we've got a few injury prone players at the club. Ryan McLaughlin, I think he's played two or three games this season for us. Yeah. Um, going on to the um, the pay cut if a player is injured, that could definitely something that if we loan a player out from a bigger club, 
within the next couple of seasons due to this pandemic of obviously the smaller clubs struggling that's something a bigger club could do so let's say we loan Ethan Hamilton let's say for instance from United because we've had him before just an easy player to use we loan him from United we've got him then he gets injured uh, he yeah he gets injured for a two, three weeks maybe, United, and we still want him at the club, United say, yeah, you're paying 40% of his wage at the moment, you can pay 30 for them weeks when he's not playing for you. And, and um, go on, carry on, sorry. Uh, with what United have done is, a few, Ethan Hamilton's at Bolton now, United have actually said to Bolton and a few other players at different clubs that they are not paying the players, yeah. United for the players, and that's it's added up for all the players about 150,000. United have said, No, keep the money, help you help the club stay afloat. Yeah, with the big clubs obviously doing that, it's good because they've got the money to survive them a lot longer than the smaller teams do. But, um, speaking of um, um, the loan system from bigger clubs, my mum said, um was in the car, I was speaking to my mum about football, she said, even for the next season or two, when it's behind closed doors, if the lower league teams had an agreement with the local big teams and said, um, you can have loan this player out whenever whenever they want, you can loan this player out for 20, for 20% of his fee, but he's got to play 40 or 50% games, 80% games yeah, which um, is obviously the academy players gives them experience in um, first team matches and I think that idea wasn't bad because obviously we can't be buying players like we probably wanted to in this transfer window maybe Brian had a few ideas but obviously everything's got to be put on the back bench because of um, this horrible virus but that's a, a suggestion that um, my mum came up with and I kind of agreed with I think it's you know, she said also like we let's say for instance Rochdale have a relationship with United and then Stockport have a relationship with Rochdale. You know, just feeding down slowly to eventually a team that's just a dot in the football pyramid. Yeah, like we've loaned Brad Wade out to Barrow. Yeah, I think when we went when I went for a day at uh, Hotwood Hall College in Middleton. Barrow was actually training there. That's where Barrow trained. And I got talking to the first team coach. And what he was saying to me was they really wanted uh, Brad Wade. But because we had a lot of keeper injuries and we didn't have any keepers, which we do now, we had to recall him. And they said they, were, they really wanted him and they were going to use him. So could we do something if we were to have the suspense in the keeper category of maybe selling Brad Wade now off to Barrow? Or something. Yeah, I was loaning him. At, well, well, it was currently at Geisley, wasn't he? But obviously, um, that season's been cut short. Um, but he was getting some games in there, and I think that's what he needs at the moment. Loan him out because he's not going to get many games at Rochdale at this time. But get him some experience, get him playing, and then obviously he can grow as a player. I agree. Like we're gonna. Went on the fans forum and when we spoke to Brian and Francis, um, we were saying, I said, can we not get Robert Sanchez back next season? 
and Francis actually told us that Brighton are actually thinking of using Robert in their first team. Yeah, and then a couple of days later, he, um, I was on Twitter and it came out that he's um, signed this extension with Brighton. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, speaking of current loan players, the um, are players that are running out of contract. Um, we're not going to have we're not going to have that game now to say thank you, show our appreciation to players like Norrington Davis, Sanchez, Smith, mm. who have been great players. Um, Henderson, yeah, they've all been great players. We can't um, say oh thank you for um, your service. Uh, it's been much appreciated and all this. We can't, you know. And then Henderson was sure to get that. Um, top goal scorer of all time for Dale surpassing Reg Jenkins um, with only something like three, four goals to go and we had three, four home games in a row um, to play after that Rotherham game which was the final game we played um, and also he was out of contract so maybe that could have been the last time we saw him so maybe we might never see the great Ian Henderson at Rochdale again hopefully we do fingers crossed yeah, um, I said, me and my mum were just talking about it the other day and we both said it, we think he will stay, obviously. I think we think now he's not going to go till. I think he's going to want to stay till he gets that top goal scorer. Just a great achievement for him, isn't it? Um, obviously, he's got his family there to provide for, so he's got, some, he's got to get some games in. And I know all the clubs would like him there was talk of Salford. There was talks of both, yes, yeah, Salford. Um, but I think he's um, comfortable where he's at Rochelle. He's know he's going to get game time. Um, I don't think he's going to be um, a thingy. Uh, Aaron Wilbraham is going to play till he's 40-odd. Um, I think he's going to stop. And then he's still got money coming in for himself from his um, little business he works with um, and that he's always promoting out. But, yeah. Um, I think that's where we're going to leave it. Do you want to say anything, Kieran? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, obviously, um, thank you. Uh, make sure you do subscribe. Um, Kieran, plug your Instagram and your Twitter if you'd like. Oh, I don't... Okay, thanks. <laughs> right. Um, obviously, make sure you go follow us on um, socials. Um, make sure you um, subscribe if you haven't. Or um, come over and subscribe if you're listening from anywhere else. I think... I will try and get it out on other platforms than um, you just YouTube. I'll try and get it on Spotify if I can get my file sorted. But if you're listening there, you know you are. Um, but yeah, thank you. Stay safe. And um, we're sure to be back sometime soon.